Hi, and welcome to Serenity Now, a place for entrepreneurs to ask questions, learn, get connected, and be inspired. Join us as we talk about all things business and the search for the ever elusive Serenity Now in both business and personal life. In today's episode, Sophia Arache of Upskill Consulting shares the changes to the work environment and staff expectations of their employers post-pandemic. Many businesses are considering options to address work from home, work from office. This episode unpacks this further from an HR perspective. We may years ago have thought that we could never ever work virtually, but I think we've learned that we can and it has worked. And what we have to be really cognizant of is what do our employees want moving forward? Let's, let's totally rejig the way in which we work and we play. And, and let's adopt a bit of this hybrid model so it speaks to our employees and there's benefits for us, I would say, as well as employers. What about fairness in the workplace when you are paying big city salaries to attract talent, but then the new hires are working from smaller towns where affordability is less challenging? There's going to be certain businesses. There, Apple just came back and said, foot down, 30% of the time, you will have to be in the office. Right. And... And then there's the other New York firm who says, we're paying you New York dollars to live in New York, right? And so if you're living in Alabama, and it's like, is it for the role or is it for the... And Vancouver's like just as expensive as New York. What does Sophia feel developed through the pandemic that has helped businesses? We are more resilient, I think, than we ever knew we were. And we're more innovative than I think we ever thought we were too, right? We've we've had to become very, very innovative in how we operate our businesses. So kudos to all of us. I think a pat on the back. (laughs) Take a listen to the important business challenges and what one could have in place to overcome them. Hello, everybody. We're here with another episode of Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm Candace Nakin. I'm joined today by Stephanie Sang. And we have a guest, an HR consultant, um, by the name of Sophia Arache. Um, I've known Sophia now, oh, I think probably a couple of years. She's been helping our firm with all sorts of HR things. We've gone from dinosaur to practically in the now, and uh, she's helped us immensely. Um, I was introduced to Sophia by my business partner, and he met her at a Small Business BC event uh, in Small Business Month, nonetheless. So, a few years ago. So uh, we're very happy to have Sophia with us. And Sophia, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what you do and um, and we'll go from there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. It's been a pleasure working with you and your team, Candice. And Stephanie, thank you so much for having me here. It's, it's a small world, yes. um, definitely out there. But uh, yes, I am the principal and HR consultant at Upskill Consulting. Um, I've been in HR now for uh, over 15 years. Um, I live and breathe it. I love it. I'm a bit of an HR geek. (laughs) Um, And I've worked in in various different industries, uh, different size companies, and both in industry and through my clients. You know, my, my mission is to help companies think, act, and operate in a people first culture. And during these times of COVID-19, I can't think of anything more in terms of our focus and our shift uh, when it comes to focusing on our people and HR practices. 
Sophia, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to hear your experience um, with remote working and all of these HR challenges that are happening in the world, you know, with smaller businesses and larger ones and new ones coming through. One thing that I thought was really interesting is we discussed that you had experience with remote working before COVID. So how is that different or similar to what you've been seeing now that majority of the businesses have been working remotely for the last 16, 18 months? Tell us a little bit more. Yes. So it's been interesting. I mean, as I've heard from clients, uh, you know, since the pandemic has hit, I mean, we're almost, what, two years in now. Um, it has been a painful experience for many, and that's because it is something that is new. I mean, essentially overnight, businesses have had to shift their the way in which they operate into this face-to-face type environment to now virtual. And for me, I was lucky enough to have had that experience pre-COVID uh, during my telecommunications days. And, and I do remember as, you know, a, an employee who's now working in this virtual setting, I remember walking into this new role thinking, how am I going to do this? I have, I'm reporting to two bosses that operate, you know, somewhere completely different. I don't even have these opportunities to sit in meetings with my fellow coworkers. How does this work? And even training, delivering training uh, virtually, that was a new experience for me as well. And so I remember it was a steep, steep learning curve. And a lot of the, the, you know, sort of complaints or pain points that I hear today from clients are ones that I've experienced. It's lack of connectivity. I just feel I'm operating in a silo. Um, you know, we don't have that team rapport as, as much as we once did. I'm not sure if our, if our team members are as productive as they could be uh, when they were in the office. Um, our processes and systems that once worked, I don't think they work anymore in this virtual setting. So it's a lot of these things that we now have to iron out as we've shifted. So as we head into the fall, I know a lot of people are wondering how this is how is this going to look working remotely? Um, as you said, you you had a steep learning curve beforehand, and I and as things return to normal, everybody's wondering what normal is going to look like. Are we going to go back to where we were? Is it going to be different? You know, what what are your thoughts on that? That's interesting. I mean, we, you know, with restrictions now lifted, I'm I'm hearing a lot of dialogue now with with employers thinking about, well, what's our next step with with restrictions lifted, second vaccines now, um, you know, masks are no longer mandatory, etc. What does this mean for us? So come fall, does this mean that we all go back to work? Everything is back to normal again. Um, and you know, I think if anything from, from this whole pandemic, I think what we've learned as employers is that we are more resilient than we ever thought we were. And I think what we've learned here is that, you know, we can act in crisis quickly. And we may years ago have thought that we could never, ever work virtually, but I think we've learned that we can and it has worked. And what we have to be really cognizant of is what do our employees want moving forward? Um, and the reason I say that is because I, I often hear, uh, you know, employers talking about how difficult it is to attract talent and even more difficult to retain them. So if we're talking about a retention strategy, this may be our opportunity to offer a hybrid approach. That would be my take on it. Like, let's let's totally rejig the way in which we work and we play. And, and let's adopt a bit of this hybrid model so it speaks to our employees and those benefits for us, I would say, as well as employers. 
Yeah, it's really interesting because I was speaking to another HR professional earlier today. And one of the things that struck me was how you would have some senior team members who they're kind of good. They're happy to be working on their own. They've got their rhythm. They're like, good, we don't have distractions of the young ones coming to us every five minutes asking us a question. So they're actually set up, ready to go, you know, fine. And then just as a business that has grown from seven people to 20 people over COVID, the struggles that I feel and and what I'm hearing also are really kind of more from the juniors or those who are new starters with our company. Because what used to be I had someone next to me where I could just turn my head and ask them. And I know, Candice, you know, your business is very similar in that way where it's just like, so I'm looking at this text and you want to point it out now has turned into let's set up a Zoom meeting at 2.30 so we can share a screen and it just breaks up our day as as well as on the training side, there are concerns on effectiveness and how is the information being absorbed. Can you tell us a little bit more about some strategies um, that you've seen either companies use or what you would recommend? Uh, we love stories, so feel free to you know share any stories of success and then also maybe even some, some stories of potential failure because what I'm hearing is listen to your team members, but I'm also um, hearing, well, team, some team members want this and others want this. And so how do you manage remotely or how do you onboard remotely? Those are those are some of the challenges that we've seen. Absolutely. And so I, I think to speak to that, um, Stephanie is, you know, Stats Canada came out with uh, with some survey results back in, in April, April 2021. And one of the things that they asked actually was, uh, they asked all of these new teleworkers come COVID-19. And, and here was one of the results. Of all new teleworkers, 90% reported being at least as productive as they were pre-COVID-19. Um, and on top of all of that as well, to, to, to speak to what we spoke about before, I mean, at the beginning of 2021, we had 32% of Canadian employees aged 15 to 69 who worked most of their hours from home. And you compare that to 4% in 2016. I mean, it's a huge, huge leap. And just because we have this leap does not mean that it's painless. Um, there, are, there are definitely areas where we continue to navigate uh, in the HR world and from an employer's standpoint as to how do we iron out the glitches? How do we make sure this is conducive to a virtual setting? And when you speak about onboarding, this is a, a pivotal part of it. I completely agree. Um, it is tricky. It is really tricky. And I can speak from it from a point of view of me being on the receiving end as a new employee working virtually. Because I, I you know, this is my first introduction. I remember walking in again, feeling really confused. Oh, I don't know how this is all going to work out. And they did many things beautifully and, and they've stuck. And, and I've suggested this to my clients. The first one is Suggesting that the, that the onboarding process is also something that the new hire uh, takes control of and is accountable for. So what I mean by that is encourage them to set up meet and greets with each team member. 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Do that within your first month. Go ahead. Set up those Zoom calls, those phone calls. Get to know your team members. We encourage you to do that. And this is a great opportunity for them to start building that rapport and really understanding the ins and outs of the business and kind of how they fit in to all of that as well. That's a great um, opportunity to, to embed into your onboarding. I'd say the second piece of onboarding is to also ensure that there are recurring touch points that take place. 
These don't have to be extensive touch points. These could be, you know, um, at the beginning, it could be even a 15 minute once a week recurring meeting that takes place. How are things going? What are some of the challenges? What do you need help with? What support do you need? And give them a platform to be able to ask their questions. Um, and, and the third piece I'd say of onboarding that's significant with virtual is to ensure that our people understand what systems and programs they need to use and how to navigate within those. So whether that's job aids, whether that's you assigning someone on your team to walk them through the ins and outs of using Zoom or Teams or whatever it is, walk them through that so they understand how to navigate in the system. So there are lots of different ways in which we can kind of set them up for success as they onboard virtually. Yeah, it's interesting. We're also looking at things like mere, um, shadowing uh, as a as a way to also see kind of how would someone do something and, and doing a lot more training sessions. I just I do miss those days, though. I do miss the days of us being collaborative in, you know, in an office. I'm an introvert myself, so I do like having time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to hide over here and just kind of stay under under in my desk and, and that's it. Um, however, I do feel it's just a different team dynamic. Um, maybe, you know, we have a little bit of time here, so I'd lo also love you to touch on a little bit on the culture side of things as well. Like, what are your thoughts on ways that companies can ensure that corporate culture, fairness, um, you know, even things like if there are certain team members that want to go into the office, should they be, should they choose the days that they want to come in or should they be assigned certain days? Because um, there's also a fairness. I'm sure people are like, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll go into the office and then Mondays and Fridays, I got an extended long weekend-ish. Um, and so those would be the days that I would choose just as a as a mom and and for balance of myself. But what are your thoughts on that? Because we can't just have businesses work Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, you know, together. And, and of course, this is, you know, this is another area where it's it's gray. There is no black and white when it comes to how do we schedule our people or even things like vaccines or mask wearing or or what have you. I mean, there is a lot of gray. We continue to navigate in this unknown space. And so we're learning constantly um, as, as to how to approach certain things. So in terms of scheduling, what I've seen work really well to ensure that there is equity across the board as much as possible, because we also do need to accommodate as employers as well. We need to take into account family situations and obligations, et cetera, outside of work is rotating shifts. It, it, it's rotating schedules. Let's make it fair. Two weeks, this is your schedule, and then we rotate it, and the next team gets that two weeks. We, as an employer, need to make sure we uphold health and safety and we mitigate any type of risk or right, right? Uh, yeah. COVID-19 or any other contagious disease for that matter being passed on. So we need to make sure that we are protecting our people, visitors, clients, anyone else, that uh, the community, etc. So we have an obligation to do that. So if this means that certain people are more than happy to come into the office because they prefer it, and, and your space allows for that, have them come in, have yeah. them come in. I know a lot of employees who quite frankly, did not enjoy working from home. They did not enjoy it. Right. You know, and, and my husband is actually a perfect example of that. He didn't like working from home. I mean, he was really excited to go back into the office. Right. And and that's because he missed the social connectivity of, of everything as well. And so allow those people to do that. For those on the other side of it who really enjoyed working from home, um, and, and what some of the stats have been showing recently is that 80% of new teleworkers have indicated that they actually do want to continue 
working from home, at least partially, past COVID-19, post-COVID-19. Um, rotating shifts could be a fantastic way of, of doing that as well. So, and that could be based on department needs. It could be done that way as well. So right. you may have to be yeah. a little bit uh, creative with how yeah. you set up these schedules. I love it. Sophia, I bet you have lots of resources that you could direct people to. If they're feeling a little lost, as I'm sure many of us are, um, did you want to share a couple of those with us? We'll make sure that they get put into the, the podcast notes and, uh, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I know when, when COVID-19 first hit, a lot of questions that started coming in was, what on earth is social distancing? What does quarantine mean? Um, et cetera, et cetera. What are these definitions? What is this all about? What are the symptoms? So as we've now morphed into where we are today, which is now today, it's all about vaccines and it's all about mask wearing and it's about stage three of this restart phase, et cetera, right? Like it, it's all changing. And so a lot of great resources um, that I would encourage employers and, and employees both to look at is WorkSafe BC. WorkSafe BC has fantastic um, COVID-19 safety plans and guides, step-by-step -step guides for employers um, that, that they have. Even things like working from home safely, so setting up ergonomics for your workstations at home, fantastic resources there. A lot of frequently asked questions, a lot of posters you can put around your office. Um, so a lot of great resources from WorkSafe BC. I'd say BC Centre for Disease Control is another great one. They walk you through prevention, risks, treatment, self-isolation. A lot of great resources and posters, again, that you can put around the office um, or common work areas. Employment Standards Act is another one. So depending on, you know, where your business is operating, um, which, which province, looking at the, the Employment Standards Act for that province, if you're federally regulated, then it's the Canada Labour Code, but really looking at legislation. We know that we've had some recent COVID-19 leaves and sick time and, and that that have been introduced. So keeping up to speed with all of that so you can also update your policies and update your staff on all of that's going to be pivotal. And the fourth that I would suggest to everyone is, you know, take advantage of all of these free webinars that are out there. There are a lot of employment lawyers, HR folks out there, uh, CPHR, um, so many associations out there who are providing these amazing free webinars and recent ones that are hot topics are around, again, vaccines. Can we ask people if they've been vaccinated? Can we block people from coming into the office if they have not been vaccinated? Um, can we ask for proof of vaccination? because they want their three hours of paid time to go and get uh, their vaccination. Um, return to work, what does that look like? Can we mandate masks? So there are all these questions that are coming out. And again, employment lawyers and HR professionals have our work cut out for us in terms of making sure we get it right, because we're also learning as, as, as we go. But there's some great resources out there. So a lot of um, you know lawyers, employment law firms have webinars already posted on their website. So sign up, they're free and they're fantastic. I love it. Excellent, excellent. I have I, as you're as you're going through those those um, those questions that are that are common. I distinctly remember having the questions sent to you and and working our way in our firm through those questions. So I greatly appreciated your guidance on that because I have to admit we might have uh, fumbled it a little bit more. So uh, I totally appreciate your guidance for sure. Oh, you're very welcome. It was, it was my pleasure. We were all learning together. That's for sure. But. Uh, 
it's been it's been an interesting journey. It really, really has been. And I think that we have all employees and employers alike, all of us worldwide have come across and have turned out to understand that we are more resilient, I think, than we ever knew we were. And we're more innovative than I think we ever thought we were, too. Right. We've, we've had to become very, very innovative in how we operate our businesses. So kudos to all of us. I think a pat on the back. I love it. Well, I mean, one thing that we always do on these podcasts is talk about what um, what stood out in the information that you shared. And one of the things that I think is that there still continues to be a steep learning curve with this. And I think that there's not necessarily going to be a point when we go, this is exactly how it needs to happen. So that evolution and hearing, you know, Candice and I were talking about this, how as an HR professional, there are still questions that will be in even your mind makes me feel definitely like, okay, there's an adequate uh, amount of information that I have, but that I will need to continue to keep that going so that we are stronger employers and um, people who can support our team members and our clients. Um, Candice, tell us a little bit about what you found stood out and what Sophia shared. So what stands out to me is definitely don't don't try and solve this in isolation. None of us can. None of us has the answers. You know, ask questions, reach out, see some of the resources that that uh, Sophia has mentioned. Find other resources. I like the resources are boundless. We have a we live in an information world, so do reach out, ask the questions, and uh, and get the help you need. Because I don't think any one of us in in isolation is going to be an, able to answer all these questions. It's going to be a combined effort as as people um, move through this new time in our in our lives. I mean, I I love the, you know, you went through a few questions in there about what are you allowed to ask? What are you not allowed to ask? Is there anything that, I mean, obviously, you don't want, you absolutely cannot be asking, have you been vaccinated? You can't be asking why you haven't been vaccinated. Like, I, I understand that. But it is this weird, you know, it's a personal preference. But then when you see people who are wearing masks in the office, and then everybody else isn't wearing masks, like there's also a little bit of a story that will come, unfortunately, with that, some assumptions that are being made. Um, it'd be interesting to kind of hear your perspective on what you think that could mean for employers to be able to protect the the rights of team members who maybe they don't believe in vaccination or they they have some concerns on on how that impacts them, them and their family. What are your thoughts on that? And I think is. <laughs> As employers, we have to be very delicate with with how we approach this. And what we have to understand is everyone is going to um, approach and, and, and deal with COVID-19 differently. We are not all on the same path. Um, you know, some people are, are more anxious than others. Some may hop on the bus a little bit faster than others, etc. Just like with any change, right? Sure. We're not all going to approach it exactly the same way. We need to be patient um, and, you know, we have to be very, very careful with our with our communication or lack thereof, because if we ask the wrong questions and we we mandate that people get vaccinated, if we are not operating in a high risk business, right. then what we're really doing is we're opening ourselves up for human rights claims and we're opening yeah. ourselves up for, for claims of any kind, really. Right. And so right. we need to make sure that we are and privacy as well. Mm -hmm. We're impeding mm -hmm. on people's privacy. Um, and so it's, it's, it's trying to delicately tiptoe around it, support our mm -hmm. people who have not gotten there just yet with vaccines. 
um, and make sure that the people who have been vaccinated also feel comfortable in the office. Yeah. So again, it's such a gray zone. It's like, do we just mandate that everyone wears masks for the time being? Are we allowed to do that? Yes, you're allowed to do that. Yes, you can. You can do that. Um, it's above and beyond what, what, what stage three is all about right now, which everyone, sure. you know, for the most part, people are pretty excited about not having to wear masks in, in public spaces. But in yes. our workspaces, we also continue to have this obligation of protecting our people and, and, and creating a safe and healthy work environment. And if that means that everyone still wears masks until we figure everything out, then do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. I think that's no, I mean, I take it. I think that's the approach we've taken. We're just remaining in stage two until stage four, office-wise. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, you know, I think that my my personal struggle with having office time, not having office time is I, as a CEO, am totally happy to be working remotely. I get way fewer <laughs> questions. But it is really making sure that my team feels really supported and has access to me in a way that they feel they're not impeding, you know, because that's the other thing is used to be they could just walk by my office or, you know, we had an open office and they could just, hey, I've got a question and they could come four or five times a day. Now I'm finding they're even holding back to even, you know, we're using Slack and we're using things like that, but I might not respond right away. And then it goes a day and they're like, she's ignoring me. Like there's just all these assumptions yeah. that are being made these days. So it's, yeah. uh, it, I felt like I've, I've been feeling, and I don't know if a lot of other entrepreneurs have been feeling this, like I'm, a, I'm kind of walking on glass a little bit. Yeah, because if I say this, they could take it this way. They say this, could take it this way, and it's not meant to be. But their anxiety levels or this—it's just like sky high. Um, so it's very interesting to hear this perspective. And I agree. I mean, I think that uh, there's going to be certain businesses. There, Apple just came back and said, "Foot down, thirty percent of the time, you will have to be in the office." Right. And. And then there's the other New York firm who says, we're paying you New York dollars to live in New York, right? And so if you're living in Alabama, well, then we'll pay you Alabama. And it's like, is it for the role or is it for the, you know? Yeah. And Vancouver's like just as expensive as New York. I know. I mean, that's a benefit for employers, right? That's what I keep hearing. Like for us, it's, you know, real estate now is, is cheaper. Fantastic. Have people work from home. That, that, yeah. That's even great. Like we, we will scale down our real yeah. estate because of yeah. that. that that's amazing right or yeah. um Im improved employee retention is another big one i mean yes. from some of these stats out there what, what what people are saying employees are saying is their next big move is going to be an employer who supports virtual work of some yes. type yes right and, yeah. and and we keep hearing about this looming resignation um whatever it is that that, that that's coming people are thinking that we're going to have this massive exodus from 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 work and people are just going to go solo and consult and gig work yep. and and what have you because it has been a life-changing event that's taken yes. place and i think it's put things into perspective for people right. and you know this isn't just a generational thing right now with working virtually i really do believe that employees have gotten a taste of it and they're like hey th this is a part of my core value work and life balance i don't have to commute two hours a day to work right. amazing it's, yeah. that's more time with my kids and yeah. quite frankly, I know a lot of people who are working from home who are working harder. You're glued to your laptop. Yes. Yeah. Which is also scary, right? Because there's the flip side of it where it does you don't turn it off. Yeah. That's right. 
That's right. That's the flip side for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have you have to have very defined. This is work time. This is not time. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yes. Well, I wanted to thank Sophia so much for coming on. Um, I think that the this podcast is very timely for people coming going back into the fall and um, providing options and serving their staff and understanding what it is that they want and also assessing what the needs of the business is, right? You can't have a restaurant where people want to work remotely. So that doesn't work so well. And so just making sure that you're also looking at what you can do as opposed to, well, my team members want this, so I have to do it this way. And so there's there's some considerations on that end as well. Um, but keep up to date on uh, keeping up to date on all of the government requirements and regulations is also very important because some of those things are probably going to start coming through as mandates um, and we will work together on this and so thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing your expertise and we look forward to more information in the future if there's any other resources that you'd like to share with us afterwards we'll make sure that those go on the podcast notes as well fantastic well thank you so much both for for having me here and um, it was it was great being able to share my my little story of, of the lived experience and what what questions I've received as well from clients. So you're right, it's 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 going to continue to be something that we learn and we live through, um, and and we all need to make sense of it all. It's going to continue to be gray for some time, and there is no cookie cutter approach as to how we handle COVID nineteen or any other crisis that that comes our way. Wise words. Thank you, Sophia. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode where the Serenity Sisters discuss key HR issues that continue to impact many businesses around the world. It seems like companies are now free to develop what works for their teams and create their own systems by listening to the needs of staff while weighing out the demands of their business. There won't be a perfect solution for every business type out there. We hope that this episode provided ideas around how to create a corporate culture that works for your company. Our goal is to give entrepreneurs listening and struggling with next steps some serenity now. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some good tips and best practices that would benefit your entrepreneurial journey. Remember, none of the content in this podcast should be relied upon as standard legal or business advice. Always consult a professional for your specific business. You may know someone who could benefit from this podcast. Please share it with your business community and perhaps it can give an entrepreneur you know some serenity now.